0: None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. My guest, returning for a third time, is Jacob Chantala. He's the co-founder of the European Kratom Alliance. He has some good news about Kratom regulation in Czech Republic. And stick around towards the end. Brief but exciting news about Kratom in Southeast Asia. Czech Republic, now they were going to ban Kratom but now they're going forward with regulating it as a psychomodular substance. There's a bill in Parliament, when would the vote be on this bill?
1: Alright, so we are expecting that now the bill will be uh, uh, voted on by the Parliament uh, probably in September or early October. It really depends on the legislative schedule of the Czech government, but given the fact that it's been a bill that was deposited by members of different uh, members of the parliament from the ruling coalition, we can expect that uh, the Czech government will want to solve this situation relatively fast
0: they were going to ban it uh, we talked about this in the last podcast yeah. they were going to ban it but now it's going to be regulated as a psychomodular substance and mm-hmm. also hhc which i think is a synthetic cannabinoid is included in that and can you explain Precisely. like one more time what a what a psychomodular substance would be it's like a whole new category right it's not mm-hmm. a drug it's not dietary supplement it's a whole new, different category for Kretom and Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, essentially, you know, the way how we worked it out with the Czech government, also, I have to say, it was like a very great initiative coming from uh, Mr. Vobodzio, the Czech Drug Policy Coordinator. Who is was a mastermind behind, like, all the progressive policies uh, of Czech Republic in terms of, like, drugs and similar substances, mm-hmm. is uh, they came up with uh, this idea of psychomodular substances, uh, which basically creates this third category of something between food, something between medicine, dietary supplements, and so on. Uh, so something can be actually regulated uh, that has psychoactive uh, uh, effects, and uh, regarding if these are substances that are natural or synthetic but uh, they have some psychotropic effects and they have a relatively low or non-risk for uh, public uh, health system so people either not really cannot get addicted to them or the risk of the addiction is super low
0: yeah and HHC is the other one mentioned in a lot of the news reports. Uh, Can you explain what that is a little bit?
1: Okay. Like I'm not expert on cannabis Mm -hmm. uh, by any measure. Like I'm barely knowledgeable about Kratom for God's sake. Like I just started with this business barely like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, regarding HHC, as far as I know, it's a synthetic cannabinoid that is uh, uh, synthesized from THC. Uh, and eventually, uh, because it's fairly popular in terms of uh, sales in Czech Republic, uh, this also will be regulated.
0: Yeah, is that is it like a popular thing there in
1: Czech Republic? From what I've seen, mm-hmm, it's fairly easily accessible. Yeah. Like you know, like often we are talking about say like the cannabis social clubs in uh, 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 Spain or we are talking about like uh, cannabis coffee shops in the Netherlands. Uh, But these are the points of sales where everything is very heavily regulated. Uh, So, you know, there is only a certain amount of weed that can be sold and so on. Uh, however, in terms of like how cannabis is being sold in uh, Czech Republic, it's relatively a wide, wide West. Like you can buy it all fairly much on every single corner in Prague. Uh, so no, HHC is fairly easy accessible. Like I remember uh, during my recent trips to Prague for like past year and a half, it would often be happening to me that uh, when i would be on my way from the city center to my hotel i could just stop by by a small kiosk mm-hmm. which had plenty of different types of cannabis uh that was uh, just easily sellable since uh, i think it's like 2012 or 2016 cannabis has been decriminalized in czech republic mm-hmm. so there is this unregulated market that has been developing over there for well, quite a few years, and now with the Psychomedullary Substances Act, uh, it will put some carbs on the uh, cannabis industry as well uh, to let it to be regulated within the borders of Czech Republic. So, for example, as far as I remember, the last version of the legislation that I was reading uh, was saying about like low-potency THC which is still in line with like the EU law and international schedules. So like 0.3% THC.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, But on the other hand, we have like fully regulated HHC. Uh, So who knows, maybe in the future, there will be some higher potency of, THC allowed like honestly you would have to ask somebody who is dealing more with cannabis over there than me
0: yeah and you also mentioned uh like psilocybin mushrooms might be included Mm -hmm. under is it is it written into the bill now or or is it maybe like eventually they'll be included under this yeah
1: yeah like there is a very high chance that it will be included like you know, during the unofficial talks with people from the Czech government, we were mentioning that uh, mushrooms or truffles should be included over there because, like psychedelic substances, just fit over there perfectly. But it's a matter of political will and the talks within, like, the coalition government. So whatever they will be able to do over there, it's within power of uh, Mr. Vabodril. Like my role in consulting this uh, piece of legislation is pretty much at its end.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you mentioned um, Uh He's like the drug policy coordinator. And I noticed yes. he, he seems to have a big influence because he was meeting with everybody um, in the article I read, mm-hmm. and I read an interview, and I I think I just republished it in English on our on our page mm-hmm. and and gave the link to the original, mm-hmm. but he met with the Ministry of Health, State Agri- Agriculture and Food Inspection, Czech mm-hmm. Trade Inspection, um, government office, and so mm-hmm. um, is it was there a particular um governmental agency maybe like a, a police agency that wanted to ban kratom uh because uh, it seems like everybody yeah, like, else was kind of on board with regulation
1: mm-hmm. uh so well, generally like uh, if we're talking about Mr. Vibodil, like i have to say like mr vabodil is kind of a political superstar in czech republic mm. uh he is part of the government So he has like a rank of the minister and he's responsible directly in front of the prime minister of the Czech Republic. So he's a very, very influential person. Uh, And he was lobbying inside the government for this legislation because it's also his brainchild, so to say. Mm. Uh, But uh, when uh, we are talking about uh, governmental agencies that were problematic, uh, the, uh, biggest problem we had actually with ministry of health.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, we never had problems say, with ministry of commerce. There was no problems with the ministry of industry. There was no problem with the ministry of regions and agriculture, because like say some people will want to grow, you know, cannabis you know, for recreational, uh, purposes. So, of course, there need to be some kind of permits that allow for growing cannabis. Like growing kratom in Europe is relatively pointless. Mm -hmm. So, we don't have to be worried about that. But eventually, if somebody is crazy enough, uh, there will be a possibility to do that. Uh, There is, uh, like, the Czech government is preparing a specific license uh, for just this kind of eventuality
0: okay okay that's interesting
1: yeah uh, yeah so like the only uh governmental agency that uh, we had problems with so me as uh, european kratom alliance and uh, our partners from uh, csa kratom so our original partner in uh, czech republic uh that was ministry of Health. uh hmm. we never could get uh, through the Ministry of Health uh, by any measures, like requesting meeting, uh, calling with them was fairly impossible, whereas uh, emailing or writing to other uh, ministries or even the police actually was not a problem. Like everybody was very positive about like, hey, yes, we need to regulate that because this is a good idea.
0: Yeah, because you said there was a lot of uh, younger people that were getting Mm -hmm. a hold of Kratom, probably more so than here Mm -hmm. in the United States. So that'll Mm -hmm, be... So yeah, what does the law look like? It'll be over a certain age that's allowed to buy... And
1: uh... oh, you're getting my inner legal started. Like I told (laughs) you, I think in our first podcast that I graduated European law. So, oh oh my God, Uh, get ready for like a full blown uh, Ted talk. Yeah. Uh, When it comes to psychomodular substances and especially Kratom that is going to be sold in uh, Czech Republic, uh, there are, for example, limitations on the packaging. So I think currently it's like about like fifty grams. so it's about the size it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Uh, that will be allowed uh, for sale, but there is no upper limit on how much individual can buy. But in terms of packaging, the packaging is limited to 50 grams. Uh, Then uh, there is, of course, age restriction. So children, minors, people who are underage cannot buy it. So in terms of uh, all European countries and Czech Republic as well, that's 18 years old. So anyone who is below 18... Uh, will not be able to buy uh, uh, Kratom as such. Uh, then, uh, when it comes to labeling and uh, how it will look like in uh, Czech Republic, those are going to be uh, black packages uh, with uh, like a ton of health warning, health information, of course everything will need to have like a qr code that is tracing the batch and tells about like what are now the numbers of metragenin and seven hydroxy in it so this kind of stuff and of course everything will be very very rigorously tested in terms of uh, how say everything will be rigorously tested uh, in terms of like heavy metal, pesticides, herbicides, uh, biological contaminations, and so on, like we are still in the process of negotiating with the government, exactly what kind of tests will be allowed.
0: What about like we have a lot of extracts here? Will does mm-hmm. that account for like kratom extracts and maybe like the liquid shots and the stronger products? Are they mm. are they allowed okay. or probably not or not?
1: I mean, extracts will be allowed, but uh, I don't really remember uh, what was the upper limit on the extracts. Because, like, oh. even within like European Community, we are fairly divided on that. Uh, so, like, personally, I do not have problem with extracts. Sometimes I use them for sleep, mm. uh, but. Uh, Whereas we are talking about extracts, i remember there would be an upper limit on uh, how much percent of metrakining will uh, be allowed. will be allowed in, uh, be allowed, uh, in it. Okay. Uh, but whereas it comes to other products, they cannot be flavored. So, like for example, I know that you guys in US have already like a ton of different uh, uh, eatables. Uh, jellies uh uh recently i think also we struck, like also the, there is a lemonade that, that has been released on the market
0: oh that yeah that is water
1: solvable yeah. yeah like you came probably across that so no there's quite a lot of things no, that are happening over there but in Czech republic uh, those things are not allowed to have like any additional flavoring
0: that makes sense I've I have read mm-hmm. in reading about this, like I forget who it was. It might have been the um, Czech Creatum Association or maybe the Pirate Party. They were talking about uh, information, making sure the people that consume it have uh, information. Is there going to be anything written into the law or requirements that companies provide information information to the customers about how to use? Uh, kratom or the risks or anything like that yes
1: so uh this will there will be a couple of things over here so like on the packages uh, there will be health warnings like you know the random kind of warnings that also you get like on cigarettes so for example do not mix with other medicines or do not uh, drive or use heavy machinery Mm. under the influence of kratom Uh, this kind of health warnings will be on the packages Uh, then uh, our partners from uh, the czech association are already working on the website called uh, kratomzrozumem.cz which would translate like mindful kratom where they are working on all the information that you can get uh, about uh, how to use kratom or what are the its uh, effects and so on mm-hmm. so there will be definitely much more information in the future about uh, health warnings about kratom and so on uh, that will be accessible to cos- uh, to consumers and also we will be collaborating with american kratom association uh, uh, in, uh, terms of, uh, the website, kratomanswers.org, okay, yeah. uh, where you will be able also to find some information about, uh, what kind of effects Kratom has. And uh, for example, there will be more information about legality of Kratom in different countries because, you know, like Europe is a little bit behind when it comes to, uh, regulating our beloved plant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, so are we, geez. Um, and, and see, that the the problem here is, uh, I, I, you probably heard about the recent lawsuit mm-hmm. where a family was awarded $11, oh, yes. $11 million. Um, now, I was just looking at the company's website where they sold this space mm-hmm. dust, and it had a disclaimer that this isn't for consumption. Well, that's why everybody buys it. So under this psychomodular mm-hmm. law, it's it's actually being su- sold as a consumable product. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So exactly. it's like the law saying this. Yeah. Product. Because this is what we know, and this is what we know. Everybody's selling it for. But like, there's still companies mm-hmm. here that say, "Oh, well, it's for incense or something like that," mm-hmm. which is would be mm-hmm. a terrible incense. I'd never tried to burn kratom, but I. I think it would be a terrible instance but yeah, like
1: i cannot imagine it yeah. as an instance but then for compliance sake uh, yeah. let's say a lot of european companies oh actually i should mention about like i should talk about that a little bit later uh when it comes to Uh, kratom like it's being imported as like a lot of different things as either cosmetic ingredient or it's being imported as a couple other things like companies are relatively inventive about like trying to uh, import kratom especially to europe because uh, in last year Uh, we had a ton of problems with uh, generally bringing Kratom to Europe. And uh, there have been a couple of very uh, dangerous developments uh, for the future of European market. And basically, since like last April, importing Kratom, for example, through Netherlands is virtually impossible. Like it's really impossible to get it to the Netherlands, which used to be a central hub before anything uh inside europe like rotterdam and the amsterdam airport were like two central hubs where you could uh get uh, kratom uh, instantly and then it would be shipped uh to other uh, destinations within europe now and the uh, supply chains are much more diffused but then again i'm much more on the legislative side of the thing so i don't really know how it's working right now but so there was a lit- there was a very big disturbance on that you now since like last year
0: yeah, I was gonna ask like uh, as for the rest of Europe, um, whether you know they, they're looking like the EU might be looking at this policy and maybe possibly thinking about adopting if it works, I'm sure they'll give it a chance to see mm-hmm. if it works and maybe adopting like a psychomodular model um, throughout the EU maybe.
1: Yes, like, uh, this is something that we will be trying to do in coming years, but at this moment, uh, it's a little bit beyond our capacities uh, Mm -hmm. as the European Creative Alliance, and also we will be working with some partners who have very similar idea, including like the uh, couple of European members or members of European Parliament uh, who are looking at those very favorably, but uh, we cannot really do anything until June next year, uh, when there will be European elections. Okay. So maybe after European elections and after EMCDDA, like uh, European Centre for Monitoring Drugs and Addiction, uh, will get new powers, uh, we might be able to do something together with them uh in this regard but at this moment uh, uh, when it comes to competences of european union in terms of uh, psychotropic substances they are very very limited Uh, so like uh, eu competences over here are relatively small and they are just relegated towards coordinating information but EU is taking over here like a very much back seat, so we cannot do that much at this uh, point in time.
0: And I was going to ask, because I read in one of the Mm -hmm. um, articles um, about uh, Czech Republic again, uh, Mm -hmm. it said, uh, according to the Minister of Agriculture, there was not a majority in government to approve the ban of -hmm. of Kratom. I'm just wondering, did, did they, they need a majority in Parliament to approve a ban on substances there?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Like, oh. you are mistaking here two things that were happening at the same time. And honestly, uh, like, I should be ashamed over here because I wasn't even aware until last June. Uh, so, like, I wasn't even aware of until, like, two months ago uh-huh. that uh, something like this was happening. Uh, So essentially, uh, we were working on the Psychomodular Substances Act uh, and we were trying to lobby the government in favor of that. But what was also happening parallel uh, to this uh, was that the Ministry of Health that I already mentioned before uh, was trying to prohibit Kratom Uh, because uh, uh, they couldn't find, like, information or they uh, didn't really have any willingness to regulate the problem. So, you know, the easiest thing is just to prohibit something and then the problem is done. And basically, uh, the government, like the office of the government, the cabinet uh, uh, is voting on different legislations and... uh, the style of politics of Prime Minister Fiala is very conciliatory. So the cabinet, as the group of ministers, is always taking decisions about any major legislations or any major political decisions because it's a coalition government. So uh, there are, I think, like three different parties in the current ruling coalition. Uh, so basically the, those decisions need to be made by the cabinet as a whole and voting on potential prohibition of Kratom and HHC, uh, was happening uh, by voting of the, uh, government as a whole.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering yeah. that cause I was like, wow, that would, that would be, <laughs> that'd be pretty <laughs> good. But, uh. So is there anything anything Kratom-related going on in any, any other um, countries in Europe?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Like, oh, basically, right now, we are wrapping up uh, in Czech Republic. So, like, we are still having meetings about, like, setting the standard uh, in Czech Republic. But also, this is, of course, going to be a, a standard for Kratom across the entire European Union. Uh, so whenever we will be trying to legislate kratom in new country, we are going to do something uh, that will be having the same or you know maybe even stricter standards of quality control than what we have already proposed in Czech Republic, just to have like you know uniform quality of kratom across the entire market because we don't want to have like ten different standards uh, for kratom. And uh, right now we will be uh introducing similar legislative package in the Netherlands. Great,
0: great. So that, that would be like a yeah. psychomodular
1: yes, like okay. we will be trying to introduce it again under not psychomodular substances act, like and there's a lot of uh cohesion between uh Uh, As and a couple other organizations in the country, like uh, organizations of sellers and uh, patient organizations and think tanks, uh, we are thinking that it would be relatively possible. uh, But uh, also we have to counteract what happened very recently by the statement of the current uh, Minister of Health uh, of the Netherlands. Yeah, like we will see what's gonna happen because, like, my current Minister of Health of uh, Netherlands, uh, I think it was Ernst uh, Kuiper. Uh, he made uh, some statement about kratom that kratom falls under novel food legislation, so that's EU competence, and uh, we cannot just regulate it like inside the country. Uh, but uh, over here, uh, I have to, I have actually some bone to pick with uh, Mr. Kuyper's, because uh, uh, kratom as a psychotropic substance is not uh, cannot be considered food on european market uh, yeah like uh, according to our food definitions anything that has psychotropic effects cannot be considered food so by this standard even like european food safety uh, uh, authority uh stated that kratom uh, is a psycho active not psychotropic substance so by this definition we can only think that kratom will be uh, falling under NPS, so new psychoactive substances. Okay. And basically, that gives us a basis to legislate it, or in the Netherlands. Uh, using that legal argument, but uh, it will take quite a lot of political will uh, to convince the government uh, that it's a good idea. Also, like, I don't know how much you are aware of the um, politics in the Netherlands, because like, you know, as European Kratom Alliance, we are based in the Netherlands. Mm. So it's relatively important for us to have our home base clean and, uh, basically since like, uh, a month we do not have government.
0: Oh, really? I didn't yes. realize
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, uh, prime minister Ruta who has been in power for more or less like 10, 12 years, uh, has, uh, uh, dismissed himself. Uh, over some political crisis concerning refugee quotas oh, okay. and the coalition government fell which means that there will be new elections in November which mm, kind of is also a good news for me yeah, yeah, if I can be candid enough because if there will like I know that uh Mr. Rutte is not going to be prime minister again like he said so that he's not not going to be a prime minister so there is a chance that there will be much more liberal party in charge uh, who will look with more loving eye on that what we want to propose to this country
0: yeah Um. and how popular is Kratom in the Netherlands because I'm looking I'm just looking up I just put in Kratom on the Google Maps and there's a lot, it looks like there's a lot of shops and a lot close to the
1: um, bigger cities. Mm -hmm. Yes, like we can ask them, like we do not have numbers, of course, like we still are collecting numbers and uh, we are trying to see what would be like the number of the users across the entire European Union. Uh, but at this moment, I cannot really tell you uh, how many people are taking uh, uh, Krapton uh, in the Netherlands. I-, I can tell you it's fairly popular, but it's not as popular as, for example, in Czech Republic, where virtually like every fourth person heard about that or used it at some point. Mm. And the number of uh, core like number of active users is like between 1 and 2% of the population of the country but in the netherlands uh, there are quite a lot of shops so like there is a basically industrial base over here for kratom now which is probably one of the biggest in the uh, in the european union however i just don't know how many people take it
0: yeah yeah um yeah, that's pretty interesting.
1: And mm-hmm. it, it's also hot, sad because if I would know then uh, my life would be much much more easier, yeah. but hey, somebody needs to crunch the numbers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, what about Germany? Uh is, kratom's
1: legal there, isn't it, isn't it? Mm, yeah. No, like not for human consumption.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, like, basically, whatever I tell you about kratom, uh, legally, I am obliged to tell you that in Germany, Austria, and a couple of other countries where kratom is permitted for sales, it's not for human consumption. So perhaps people just use it as a pain ingredient or as uh, something for the cosmetics, but definitely they cannot uh, use it traditionally as uh, the rest of people. So, like, whatever is being sold over there is not for human consumption.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. so,
1: yeah, Germany is the the biggest market in Europe. That's what I can tell. But regarding uh, legality of Kratom, we will see how it will work. Because, uh, like, in April, uh, we had this article that we ma- uh, made in Politico. Like, uh, we managed to convince some people working for Politico to, uh, how how is say it? like, we managed to not convince some journalists working for Politico to write an article about Kratom. Mm -hmm. And it made a splash across uh, European landscape. So I'm aware that uh, uh, the uh, National Drug Policy Coordinator for Germany, who is the father of legalizing uh, cannabis over there, uh, is definitely watching what is happening over there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, we do have a kratomscience.eu page. It does say that on our page, kratom products can't be sold as products for human consumption, and they must be labeled as such. Uh, that's a problem with uh, here with the uh, the company selling space dust uh, to this woman mm-hmm. who, without any uh, instructions on it. Whatsoever mm-hmm. they did have on their website, yeah. you shouldn't take more than 0.2 grams. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours, we're starting a thing called the Botanical Action Network. Like right now, we're helping people who have been arrested for kratom and uh, help them mm-hmm. get a get a fair trial and try to get some of the laws where it's illegal to be lesser mm-hmm. lesser crimes because. You can buy a lot of kratom for personal use but they're charging oh, it yeah. as though it's the same as cocaine heroin in some of these states like yeah. Al- alabama it, it's oh it's, yes a, i've heard yeah I've there's heard a, that
1: some parties in alabama are just crazy about oh that. yeah and i have to say this is really great initiative because like you know, just punishing people for you not know, consuming something that is not necessarily dangerous shouldn't be a reality in twenty-first century.
0: Yeah, and I know there are European countries where it's banned. Well, I mean, like United Kingdom is the half the, of Europe, big one. Yeah,
1: half, yeah, like half of Europe, literally half of Europe. Like it's UK, it's Italy, it's France, Italy, uh, that's right, Cyprus, France, oh, okay. oh, Greece. Like uh, I can name you like numbers of countless countries that actually have the go and none. Uh, like, uh, say, if not the current problems in the Netherlands, uh, where we are basically uh, trying to uh, act on uh, and regulate the sales of kratom over here, uh, it's uh, otherwise we would try to decriminalize kratom in Poland.
0: Yeah. Is there any movement anywhere to maybe um, decriminalize?
1: No, no, unfortunately, no, like, no, we still have to like establish like a lot of different things regarding Kratom because, you know, Kratom in Europe is still a very niche substance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's, I mean, it's getting, it's getting more popular here in the United States, but unfortunately, Mm -hmm. this story that came out and... You know they don't they don't differentiate mm-hmm. between kratom extracts. They don't mention that this woman had uh, uh, heart problems that she didn't know about, um, genetic yeah, like, heart uh, problems that her father also suffered from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't say that it's extract; they just say kratom. Uh, and you know, oh yeah, like if it was
1: extract, then holy yeah. shit! Yeah, and
0: and I think uh, you know mm-hmm. she took. Uh, probably four grams where you're supposed to take uh, a quarter of a gram uh, she so she took mm-hmm. she took a very very um high dose i believe
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that it seems like the evidence shows so that's yeah because like no, yeah
1: like normally kratom is in its natural form is just impossible to overdose but if it's an extract yeah, uh, yeah we're talking about different story over here
0: yeah yeah um and i know uh i i did interview a guy uh from the uk um he's an american living in living in england and he said he did Mm -hmm. um go he used to go to amsterdam to to um Mm -hmm. get his kratom Is, is there much of that do you know uh I mean, of course it's not legal to do that, so I'm sure you couldn't have statistics on Mm -hmm. it because nobody's going to admit to be doing that. But, I mean, I know Mm -hmm. in general there's probably um, drug tourism in Amsterdam.
1: Oh, yeah, drug tourism in Amsterdam is, like, pretty much a very common thing. Yeah. Uh, So whenever we are talking about... uh, kratom as such uh, mm, i know that there is a relatively huge user base in england hmm. and people who are into drugs and uh, into law uh, wellness or into alternative states of consciousness and so on uh, mm, are familiar with kratom like they know that it exists uh there are some possibilities for people to actually even get kratom to uk there of course there are always like possible smuggling channels uh but uh, i cannot really tell you what are the numbers over there
0: yeah yeah i guess it's hard to do where it's illegal um and is is there anything mm-hmm. else going on that you want to talk about? Yeah,
1: like uh, generally, let's see. We have uh, already spoken about what's going on in Czech Republic. We also spoke about our next moves in the Netherlands. I hope that uh, uh, Prime Minister Rutte is not listening. If not, then uh, Mark, I would like to have uh, a meeting with you for a coffee before you are out of office. <laughs> And um, then uh, uh, another thing is uh, oh yes, generally also we have like a little bit problem with Belgium uh, at this moment mm-hmm. regarding Kratom and something is brewing up in Norway, but uh, generally nor we don't really know. like I've heard about like maybe five people taking Kratom in Norway <laughs> put together. and one of them is a Kratom advocate uh so in that small 13 million uh, people country uh something is gonna happen but i cannot say so at this moment we're good and by the way are you coming to phuket what, what is it uh, oh like no we are going to have an industry uh, conference in phuket uh, at the end of the month
0: oh no 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 i would love to but i haven't even heard heard about it actually
1: oh really Oh God! Oh, like, uh, uh, I thought that uh, like you, Brian Gallagher, the guy <laughs> behind Kratom Science, knows everything.
0: <laughs> no, I barely. I can't get to the conferences here. It's there are a lot of money.
1: There is going to be first international Kratom conference happening between twenty second and twenty third of August, uh, in Phuket. Yeah, basically, any kind of big fish from Kratom industry is going to be over there. If somebody who is listening uh, to the podcast and wants to uh, meet up, you can easily find me on LinkedIn or on our website. And uh, one more thing uh, that you might be actually aware, uh, and this is something that perhaps I can already share. Is that Malaysian government is going to legalize kratom in uh, two weeks? Really? I have not heard that yeah. yet either. Wow. Yeah. So basically, as of uh, next weekend, uh, so like as of 13th uh, of uh, August, uh, kratom is going to be legalized in uh, Malaysia
0: together wow. with cannabis. Uh, and I t- oh, okay. man, I wish I could go to that conference in Thailand. I think if I would have known about it uh, earlier, I might have planned to go over there. Yeah, yeah. L- let us know how it goes, uh, uh, and I'll probably write an article yeah. about it at
1: least. Like I've been talking to a friend of mine that uh, I have a talent to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, <laughs> and basically that's re- resulting that I get all the information and people are coming to me. <laughs> it's a talent it's definitely a talent yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's not a bad problem <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but uh thanks yeah, a lot sure, man sure sure yeah take care um, it's always a pleasure to talk with you brian yeah, but, man. seriously it's really a pleasure
0: thanks it's, it's likewise uh keep in touch how about that kratom is going to be legal in malaysia he said along with cannabis as well thank you jacob chintala european kratom alliance is at eka.eu check us out on twitter at kratom science tiktok at KR80M science on facebook Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review this podcast. The music is Memories of Thailand by Ryzee. Kratom Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.